Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pretty shocking turn of events here. Convicted felon Jesse Smollett was literally just released from jail a short time ago. Uh, this was after an appeals court agreed with his lawyers that he should be released pending his appeal of his conviction for faking a hate crime. Now, this ruling came out from the appeals court today after a Cook County judge sentenced Smollett last week to immediately begin serving 150 days in jail for his conviction on five felony counts of disorderly conduct for lying to police. Now, the appeals court said today Smollett can be released after he posted a personal recognizant bond of a $150,000. That's right. Juicy Sommelier is loose on the streets. Run for your life if you're Jesse Smollett, I guess. He's really no threat to anybody, but wasting the Chicago police's money, he's his own victim. So I don't fully understand the story. Uh, does this happen a lot where people get out like this? Well, for whatever reason, the judge said, yeah, well, he's appealing it. He can come out again. He's not a danger to anybody except maybe his friends who he might dupe into bizarre schemes that are doomed to fail. Well, so is that the only standard Is if you're a danger to anybody? You get to take the, the nation through a race hoax, inflaming racial tensions, waste who knows how many tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars of law enforcement time. And I don't really care if you're a danger or not. You should you should suffer. You should suffer some penalty for that. Well, he will. I mean, when his appeal fails, it's right back in the who's gal. For the same amount of time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just out pending appeal. But same sentence will almost surely apply. Uh, it's an interesting move by the judge, but I don't know. He's a whack job. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a very pretty halfwit who makes very pleasant sounds when he passes air over his vocal cords. So that's it. I mean, he's, he's a doofus. I mean, can you imagine? I hate to rewind all this, but can you imagine being there as this plot was being imagined, as this plot was being laid out? All right, here's what'll happen. I'll leave my apartment 3 o'clock in the morning, sub-zero freezing temperature, to get a Subway sandwich. Now, you two loom out of the darkness and put a noose around my neck and pour bleach on me for some reason. <laughs> nobody nobody said, that's crazy, man. I'm not doing that. I'll leave the noose around my neck for a full 24 hours to make sure everybody sees me with a noose around my neck. And who understands, uh, you know, to make sure they understand how repugnant that is, I'll keep it on my neck. And I'll show up to my next acting gig with it around my neck. The advantages of being symmetrical are practically endless. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't know because there's no symmetry. I got one tiny little eye and one big one. Um, uh, the, the symmetrical, they just you know whether it's in your your workplace or uh, or just in culture in general, you get you get so many advantages. Yeah, I was looking at that list of TikTok influencers that the Biden administration was asking to spread their message about gas prices, and uh, most of them, several of them, were these just unimaginably pretty girls who convinced other not as pretty girls that they could be as pretty girls if they would only listen to what makeup they use and that sort right. of thing. I mean, there's trillions of dollars in that. Wow. I mean, you can you can wish humanity was a different beast than we are, but we are what we are. What, uh, what a lot of young people don't realize, probably particularly young women, is that has a short shelf life. Because oh, be- yeah. believe it or not, when you're the ripe old age of 25, there's a 20-year-old out there who's cuter than you then because now you're old and you're done they got there's plenty of them there's plenty of them out there 
Well, and you can play on the senior tour for a while, but that's a limited time thing. And yeah. the and the purse isn't as big. Actually, you know, you find some uh, industrialist or magnate or something, the purse can be pretty big. Yeah. Um, judging from some of the fat, hairy guys I've seen in Las Vegas and the young women on their arms. So Joe's advocating, if you're a young, attractive woman, to bag yourself a gnarly old dude who's got a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what I meant. If that's what I said, I apologize. <laughs> Just telling you what I've seen. Oh, speaking of money, this is apropos of nothing, and we will get back to updates on Ukraine and that situation. It's history changing. It's it's amazing. There's so many sub stories, and we will get back to that. But there are a couple of things happening around the country that are worth mentioning while that's all going on, including and uh, I, I shared a thread yesterday from Twitter, a guy in tech who is talking about the astonishing dysfunction in big tech right now so many people working from home nobody knows anybody the great resignation is happening like crazy there's there's uh, unprecedented amounts of turnover but nobody knows each other nobody's interacted there's no morale there's no accountability left-wing politics is now going wild on slack messages and nobody gets in trouble for it and and he sees the culture just going sideways and weird and as a result nothing's getting done the amount of productivity set is just ground completely to a halt. Mm. It was really interesting, compelling stuff, and it also re-highlighted the fact that if there's one like smallish subgroup of Americans who should not be telling the rest of us how to live, it would be your big tech companies. They're a weird little bastion of like <laughs> young, urban, ultra-liberal, I-don't-have-a-girlfriend-or-a-spouse uh, America. Right. Right, and I'm not belittling anybody like that. If that's your lifestyle, I you know I wish you nothing but health and happiness. But to have that very small subgroup of Americans deciding what the rest of us ought to think and do is just crazy. To wit, love this. Um, what's the beginning of this? Uh, an engineer for Meta, which is Facebook's parent company, who self-reports as TC. If you ever use the term TC, start saying TC. My TC is X. That's your total compensation, Jack, okay. which includes salary, stock options, and other benefits. All right. I was unfamiliar person, with TC. Well, that's why you have to use the term more. TC. What's your TC? His TC is 850000 bucks. That's pretty good. Pretty good TC. So why did this uh, person take to the anonymous job forum blind to put se- to put up several posts? What were they uh, talking about? Well, it was to complain about the perks or lack thereof that awaited their return to the office, as many big tech companies, including Meta, have said, start coming back to the office. So aside from complaints about the restrictions on free dinners, downturns in the market leading to a $200,000 reduction in his TSA, and the cut in childcare reimbursements, the poster lamented the loss of laundry services provided by Meta. I have been using laundry benefit and love that cleaners come home, pick up stuff and bring it back. Such a helpful one where clothes are folded and I don't have to worry much and focus that time for my access work. Um, what's access work? Is that like your TC? Is that like your core work? Or I, I, guess, I, I, I would guess it's yeah, your main job. Yeah, yeah. So surprisingly, uh, this complaint that he wasn't going to get free laundry anymore uh, brought some uh, some lash back. 
Uh, many sneered at the post with one commenter joking, Zuck will fold the clothes himself for you. <laughs> and another commentator saying, still far better than any other company, which is a, a pretty good point. But so you've got this. How uh, many years do you have to go back? Well, it's, it's, it's laughable at most jobs and most companies. But how many years do you have to go back before it's just unthinkable that you would complain, my job does not even come pick up my dirty laundry, then bring it back to me clean and folded to me? Can you believe my job doesn't do that? Well, and if you're making eight hundred and fifty k, and that's important no to you, hire somebody, pay them sixty five thousand dollars a year to do nothing but your laundry <laughs> once a week. You won't even notice the, the hell. It's a tax write off, maybe some way, somehow or other. Just unbelievable. Big tech is so weird. You know, if I was going to turn this serious, and I don't really want to, I was reading about how they've handled uh, Russian uh, propaganda. Disinformation, misinformation, how the big tech platforms are now uh, canceling all of the Russian government channels and, and the rest of it. They won't even let them broadcast. And a lot of people are saying, way to go, big tech. Nice job. Um, obviously, people who have sympathies with the Russians are not liking it at all. But, man, I look at that and I think, okay, so they can just essentially at the flip of a switch change the global narrative when they decide they ought to. And I'm no fan of Putin's propaganda, but you hear where I'm going with this. Sure. Yeah, exactly. This is something that Tucker Carlson's been talking about for quite some time, is that the Googles of the world, like there are a bunch of them, um, have the power to really, really shape worldwide opinion in a way that nobody ever has even come close to on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And while I think Tucker is way out to sea on some of this Russia-Ukraine stuff, he makes a good point. Matt Taibbi actually did a really interesting interview. Jack, you're going to want to make childish and idiotic jokes here, and I resent it, but he did a long interview with a, a porn woman, Ugh. a sex worker. Disgusting. I would have turned it off the second I heard it. Who 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 puts her content online. And then it's like an OnlyFans thing where people with credit cards can pay her to custom make or, or perform whatever act or, or whatever. And the reason Matt Taibbi was interviewing her in the wake of the Canadian trucker uh, protest, the credit card companies, all of the payment companies, including Apple Pay and PayPal and all of them, they're starting to flex their muscles saying, yeah, well, you can use our credit cards for this, but not that. GoFundMe oh, really? says you can raise money for the most abhorrent causes on earth, in my opinion, but you certainly can't use GoFundMe to give any money to those evil truckers. I've heard they're Nazis. Well, so you might be in a situation where you've got a credit card you use for everything, but you can't use it for pornography, for instance. Well, yeah, and, and the reason it was so interesting was she was going into, I think it was um, a Visa... A Visa MasterCard, which is a duopoly, uh, there are two quote-unquote big competitors, but it's like Democrats and Republicans. Between the two of them, they control the vast amount of you know, economic uh, intercourse, probably poor choice of words. Um, but she was going into the rules about what is okay and what's not, pornographically speaking. And and I'm trying to think how I can describe this without uh, offending anybody or getting us thrown off the air. Uh, There are acts of love and or sexual gratification that involve uh, artificial objects. Disgusting. And (laughs) some artificial objects are allowed. Others are not. 
And some of the ones that are allowed are disallowed if they look like other objects. I happen to have five fingers on each of my hands. Visa and MasterCard say I can utilize a certain number of them to please my partner. But any more than that, you can't use our credit card. Seriously, that's getting I pretty mean, specific. <laughs> it's it's down to the nittiest and grittiest to the point that I can barely describe it on the air as you or I start starting to appreciate. But I mean, it reminds me of you remember when we were talking? Oh, we need to take a break about how uh, Facebook was trying to figure out how to get pornography off of Facebook. And uh, and so they outlawed nipples, but then they ran into breastfeeding uh, objections, and it became so convoluted, it was unintentionally hilarious. Same with the porn stuff. But the point is, obviously, um, the idea that these tech platforms can decide who has a voice and who can get money, and they've already proven themselves to be, like, uh, haphazard and capricious and just dopey at it, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, because it will expand from things you agree with them not allowing on the credit cards to things you don't agree with. Guaranteed. Any comment on that? You can text us anytime. Got a poll later this hour that's going to change the way you think about everything, by the way. I know that's an extraordinary claim, but it's true. Uh, All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. So is that an attempt, Michael, to resonate with St. Patrick's Day, that music thing? Yeah, just the Pogues. Gotcha. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw one in. Come on, more Irish music. Come All on, right. Michael. Why, why are you racist against my people, huh? You too, Van Morrison. Sure, among others. Love the Pogues. A uh, couple of Ukraine-related things. Senator Lindsey Graham on TV today repeated his calls to end the war by assassinating Putin, which, for some reason, pe- some people are... Or are people just claiming they found it outlandish, or they actually find it outlandish? doesn't bother me a bit. Anyway, uh, I just want him to go. I wish somebody had taken Hitler out in the 30s, he said. I don't- Would he have killed baby Hitler? Probably not the best thing to have U.S. senators calling for assassinations of world leaders, but I'm not outraged or anything. Other stories, we've got that WNBA star who's being detained in Russia because she had hash oil. Something like that. that Close enough. Is that an intoxicant? It is, Jack, I'm afraid. An illegal intoxicant. Imagine a professional basketball player seeking intoxication. WNBA star Brittany Griner arrested in February will be detained in Russia at least through May 19th. That's a long time to be in a Russian jail. Her circle is saying little to likely keep her from being a pawn amid the invasion. Uh, Many women's players, it says here in the New York Daily News, many women's players play in Russia to earn more than their paltry WNBA salaries with some sort of implication there, I guess, that they're being treated unfairly by not being play, oh, yeah. paid more, yeah. and that's why they have to go to Russia. And if we pay them more, even though nobody watches the WNBA, so we don't know where that money's supposed to come from, that uh, that they wouldn't have to do that. I wonder if Russia grabbed the WNBA player thinking, oh, boy, this is going to stir people up. What? Is nobody what? Nobody cares? Why, isn't, why aren't more people upset that we grabbed this WNBA star? Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> I wonder. I certainly uh, wish her well. I don't know her act or anything like that. Um, Assuming the charges are accurate, which is probably not a good assumption, 
Um, although, you know, basketball players like to get their buzz on. Um, uh, assuming it's right, that was a hell of a time to try to smuggle drugs into Russia as an American citizen. But again, she's obviously being used as a pawn, and that's terrible, and I hope she gets home soon. Uh, speaking of Russia, in off-ramp news, interesting. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Lincoln and Nod, uh, said yesterday, Western sanctions against Russia, quote, are not designed to be permanent. Their end is tied to Ukraine's independence, territorial integrity, and sovereignty being restored. We will want to make sure everything that's done is, in effect, irreversible. And this can't happen again. Russia won't pick up and do exactly what it's doing in a year or two. But he was explicit in, you guys do this, the sanctions are over. So what's Putin's state of mind, really? Does he think he can somehow squeezes frontline troops uh, through God knows what technique to fight harder and gain him the glorious victory he imagined. That ain't going to happen. No, no, it's not. But does he imagine it? It can. Uh, leading to if, more weeks of bloodshed and horror. It's, it's the, back to this ridiculous conversation of is he rational or not, and people cut it pretty thin on dictionary definitions of rational or insane or whatever. If If he thinks he can get a good outcome of this, thing at this point he's irrational i don't care how you define it that's irrational there's no possible good outcome for him now yeah it's funny i I think we need to maybe throw more words into the uh the stew here irrational irrational how about carried away how about convinced of his own ideas his wishes being the father of his thoughts that sort of thing that happens if you miss an hour of the show grab the podcast have you heard arnold schwarzenegger stay tuned the armstrong and getty show when my father arrived in Leningrad, he was all pumped up on the lies of his government. When he left Leningrad, he was broken, physically and mentally. He lived the rest of his life in pain, pain from a broken back, pain from the shrapnel that always reminded him of these terrible years, and pain from the guilt that he felt. You recognize that voice as Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the biggest movie stars in the history of the planet. And uh, he's hoping that that um, being that well known, he can get his message out to Russian soldiers and begging him not to do what his dad did, his dad fighting for the Nazis, a terrible cause and ruining his life because of it. Yeah, really a powerful video. It's fairly long. Uh, Why don't we just uh, roll on with a little more of it? Uh, Clip 26, Michael. To the Russian soldiers listening to this broadcast, you already know much of the truth that I've been speaking You've seen it with your own eyes. I don't want you to be broken like my father. This is not the war to defend Russia that your grandfathers or your great-grandfathers fought. This is an illegal war. Your lives, your limbs, your futures are being sacrificed for a senseless war condemned by the entire world. Hmm. Uh, Go ahead, 27. To the soldiers who are listening to this, remember that 11 million Russians have family connections to Ukraine. So every bullet you shoot, you shoot a brother or a sister. Every bomb or every shell that falls is falling not on an enemy, 
but on a school or a hospital or a home. So it's interesting that he's reaching out to the Russian troops, hoping that somehow, I guess, through social media or, or you know, the, the Internet that Elon Musk is providing to the Ukrainians or somehow that this video will get out. They're getting the word somehow, so captured Russian soldiers have warned President Vladimir Putin, we will rise against you after being made to carry out their terror attacks. This is on CNN today. Three Russian Air Force pilots spoke to CNN warning the Russian leader, you will not hide this for long because many troops share the same feelings and sooner or later we will come home. We cannot forgive such things. I don't know what can justify this. F-word, the tears of a child, or even worse, the deaths of innocent people and children. On CNN today, Russian pilots. You know, I'm covering my break of wishful thinking with both feet because it's really easy to engage in, but uh, this it's striking the amount of information, the number of voices we're hearing saying the same thing, that the Russian from frontline troops are miserable and they have no interest in this whatsoever. And, uh, and the resistance is building. Well, we mentioned New York Times uh, uh, front page story about the low morale of the Russian military. They've lost 7,000 soldiers, our Pentagon estimates, which is a very high number. And um, the reason so many generals have been killed is because they're having to fight on the front lines to keep the troops motivated. And motivated as in, if you run or don't fight, we're going to shoot you. And, well, and, and what's striking is that, you know, if, if you haven't done this math in your head, usually the corporates keep the privates motivated. And if there's a problem with the corporals, the sergeants keep them motivated. And if they have a problem, it moves on to the captains and the colonels and the rest of it. Well, evidently the captains and the colonels want nothing to do with it either. So the Russians have to send generals into the onto the front lines. That's striking and rare. How about Russian pilots going on CNN to say, we will rise up against you to Putin? Uh, one of them saying to CNN, uh, he believed the disinformation about fascism and Nazism in Ukraine and knows that they were invented as a pretext for the Russian invasion. Invasion said he realized the world cannot understand what we're doing. Um, he said they'd be okay with Ukraine becoming part of Russia, but to force them is not acceptable. I have full belief that the Russian military would turn against Putin and not prosecute this war if they got word of what was going on. My hesitancy in believing this can happen is how well they're going to get the information. I mean, you're parked on a road outside a Kiev in your truck or tank that you've been in for the past month. What sort of information are you getting? I wonder. And the power of information and misinformation uh, reminds me that uh, we have a poll coming up next segment. I th- next segment, I think? Or sure. when do you want to do it? That is just so astounding. It, it will change the way you think about everything. But uh, speaking of uh, Russians and the information they're getting in propaganda and that sort of thing, can we go back to Arnold? There was one clip we had earlier that I thought was incredibly powerful. Uh, tw- roll 28. I know that the Russian people are not aware of such things are happening. So I urge the Russian people and the Russian soldiers in Ukraine to understand the propaganda and the disinformation that you're being told. I ask you to help me spread the truth. 
Let your fellow Russians know the human catastrophe that is happening in Ukraine. Maybe I spaced off or something, but at one point in his message, he talks about how his father was fighting for the Nazis and went off gung-ho based on the lies of the Nazi regime. And and then he got into his father came home a broken man physically and emotionally. And don't be that man. Don't fall for the lies. That was his, his main topic, main message. Really interesting. Has this ever happened in world history? Where a, a big nation went to war and somehow the rest of the world convinced the soldiers, hey, 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 this is not right. This is a bad idea. What are you doing? Well, there were some different dynamics, no doubt, but, you know, there was an element of that in Vietnam. Sure. Conscripted soldiers, drafted soldiers who had no will uh, to kill any Vietnamese other than to stay alive. Just trying to serve out your 18 months or however long you were going to be there and stay alive in the meantime. Yeah, you weren't going to take any risks there toward the end, certainly. You weren't going to take any risks. You just wanted to get out of there. Right, wasn't about yeah. winning. That had disappeared a long time ago, that notion. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is the, the, the age-old conversations about the will of your army to fight. They have to be fighting for something. Meanwhile, closer to home, there's plenty of risk from crime. A quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, which was just declared by Popular Science, by PC Magazine, and by U.S. News, the best home security. It's your best option. It's not only simpler and less expensive and no long-term contracts, it's just better. Uh, yeah, it's easier to use. It just functions better all the way around. It's won all kinds of awards from all kinds of publications of being the best home security system out there. And it's less than a dollar a day. You set it up yourself in around 30 minutes. That is awesome. And again, as we always say, never a long-term contract. You can even try it for 60 days risk-free and to see if you like it. If you don't, you just send it back free of charge. And I love the idea of always knowing what's happening in and around your house. You have these wireless outdoor security cameras tell you right through your smartphone when somebody approaches. Love it. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize your system for your home in minutes. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Check it out. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. We will get to that poll coming up next segment that will could change the way you view everything. I know that's a heck of a statement. But it's true. Might make your head explode, too. It did mine. I've only recently pasted my head back together. So I actually texted this to Joe in real life last night. Did you get a chance to read Charles Cook's piece in the National Review about Kamala Harris? I did. I did. The extraordinary vapidity of Kamala Harris. It is the funniest thing he's ever written, and he writes a lot of funny things. But Tim Sandifer tweeted out one quote from it. It's all about the stuff we've been playing for weeks now. Where Kamala Harris does her weird, like, goes goes off script or she's improvising and just talks herself into a corner. <laughs> I, I believe between Charles Cook and I, we have uh, more or less nailed down her special brand of vapid and idiotic, yeah. One paragraph from the story about her is, As the Eskimo is able to distinguish between 400 types of snow... So the experienced Harris watcher will learn to differentiate between the many innovative ways in which she's able to convey that she has no damned idea what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there are a variety, a variety of different styles of nonsense she engages in. Yep. <laughs> um, and he goes through the various things that she's said over the last couple of weeks, and we've, we've played them for you over and over and over again, and they're really good. But I like the way he ended, he ended with this. Um. 
cometh the hour, cometh the bromide. One never likes to say never, but at this rate, it's going to be impossible for capable dunces such as Madison Cawthorn and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez even to compete with Harris in the inanity stakes. She is a wonder, a phenom, a once-in-a-generation prodigy. And to keep her crown indefinitely, she'll need only to remember that it is time for her to keep doing what she has been doing, and that time is every day. (laughs) Well said. To paraphrase H.L. Mencken, it's so terrible it becomes almost wonderful. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't figure if she's just not good with words. Like she's not a good speaker or she's as dumb as she comes off. I don't know. I love that phrase about such capable dunces as AOC. Can't hope to compete. Beautiful. (laughs) And that time is every day. The Mm. poll that will change the way you look at everything. Coming up next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, where did we go? A man in the UK who was recently arrested for driving recklessly gave authorities a Legoland ID when they asked for documentation. They then charged him with resisting arrest when he refused to get out of the vehicle. I can't! I'm snapped in! That's a Lego joke is what that is. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we have more Legos than any family in America. Although based on their sales in their stores, that probably isn't true. I probably uh, have. I wish this. I'd bought stock in Lego oh, 20 years ago. And are they worth anything? That's, uh, I know people sell them on eBay by the pound. You just scoop them up and sell them by the pound, random parts, but. God dang it, they're so expensive. I wouldn't even want to add up. I'm sure it's four figures how many Legos we have total. One percenter. Um, this is going to change the way you view everything. And I know that's an extraordinary statement. But it is, uh, it is worth having this knowledge when you hear anything about policy or opinion polls or anything. YouGov, which is one of your top-tier polling groups, polled people on a number of things with the question of, if you had to guess, what percentage of American adults dot, dot, dot? And I'll hit you with the headline first before we go through it. Americans overestimate the size of minority groups and underestimate the size of majority groups regularly. And you know that this has policy implications. Very top of the list, where people get it the most wrong, perhaps. If you had to guess, what percentage of American adults have a household income over $1 million? Americans guess it's about 20%. So Americans guess that about one out of five households have an income over a $1 million. Yeah, not, not net worth, annual income. The real number, if you're going to round to the closest number, is 0%. Because it's like point zero one or something like that. If you're going to round it, it's easily 0%. So Americans think it's one out of five households. It's actually none, statistically. Um, and so when you get Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or whoever, you know, bitching and moaning about all the rich not paying their fair share and this is why we got all the problems, well, yeah, you're picturing there's way more people out there with money than you think. 
Oh, and, and folks, you ain't heard nothing yet. Well, it's to stay on the money thing. Have a household income over a half million dollars. People guess 26% when the real number is 1%. Wow. Not I'm even sorry. Close. I just didn't know. <laughs> to uh, cultural issues that get so much attention. What percentage of Americans are transgender? Well, I'll, I'll ask the question as it was asked exactly by the pollsters. If you had to guess, what percentage of American adults are transgender? People guessed 21%. I'm just astounded by that. I, I can't believe that. Well, I think, like I said earlier, for whatever reason, I was obsessed with the almanac as a kid. I always wanted to know, like, you know, what percentage of this or that? What's the number of that? I mean, so I could try to make sense of the world. And sure. I, I didn't know I was preparing myself for a life of doing this, but so I could make sense of the world, I needed to know facts. I couldn't just be guessing on these things. Yeah, but come on, you, one percent out of five as you walk, work your way through life every day. One percent out of five changed their sex. Well, what the hell? I know that doesn't make any sense, but if you're if you're following news and conversation and Twitter and that sort of thing, surely we wouldn't be having this level of discourse about transgender bathrooms and and uh, and swimmers and uh, kids in school and all these different sorts of things if it wasn't a pretty high number. Right. But so people guess twenty one percent. The real number wow. is one percent. I I mean, that's amazing. I'm surprised it's that high. People don't understand religion at all. What percentage of Americans are Muslim, would you guess? People guess 27. The real number is 1. What percentage of Americans are Jewish? People guess 30%. The real number is 2. Now, I remember specifically looking that one up as a kid and being shocked by it because, um, you know, as I was watching whatever sitcoms I was watching, whether it was All in the Family or whatever, there's always... Jewish characters on the show, and they're always talking about, you know, making jokes about Yiddish and that sort of stuff that I never got. And so I and 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 I thought, you know, it's funny. I don't know anybody that's Jewish. There's no there's not a Jewish person in this town as far as I know. And so I remember looking that up and being shocked to find out the actual population of, of Jewish people in America is two percent and it's heavily focused in New York and a couple other places. But right, people in get, short the media centers, yeah. Yep. So people guessed thirty percent when the actual number is two. Um, this one is astounding. I, I I hate to be as judgmental as Joe is likely to be on the intelligence of people. Oh, I'm ready. If you had to guess, what percentage of American adults live in New York City? <laughs> people guess 30%. Now, if you have even the slightest idea of what our population is, around 300 million, so you believe 100 million people live in New York City? The real number is 3%. But it's because, once again, every sitcom I watched as a kid was centered in New York. Every Every news show. Every news show. Saturday Night Live. Anything I watched was centered in New York all the time. But as I asked earlier, have they never heard of Los Angeles? And like San Francisco, Chicago, perhaps you've heard of it. How could a third of the people in America be... Oh, just or, people are stupid. Or the half of the country that doesn't live in any of those cities. Uh, or live in any cities at all. Well, right, right. God, the depth of ignorance is shocking. What, if you had to guess, what percentage of American adults are gay or lesbian? People guessed 30%. Oh. Well, every sitcom you watch has got one or more character that's gay, so you might come to that conclusion. The real number is 3%. So get, people think it's 30, but it's actually 3. 
That's actually a tad lower than some numbers I've heard of late, but uh, it is definitely uh, single digits. What percentage of Americans are members of a union? People guess 36%. Union's very powerful. Lots of people in unions. The real number is 4%. Wow. What percentage of people are vegan or vegetarian? People guess it's about a third. It's five. Uh, These are important. What percentage of Americans are Asian? People think it's 29%. It's six. What percentage of Americans are black? People think it's 41%. It's 12. Holy cow. I thought that is like the best known racial ethnic stat in America. 40%. Wow. Wow. Oh, um, what percent of people own a gun? I thought this was kind of interesting. People guessed 54%. It's a third. It's up mm-hmm. a lot from what it used to be. But people think over half and it's a third. Um, I think this one's important. What percentage of people have at least a college degree? People guessed almost half when it's a third. So if 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 the average person thinks that yeah, my neighbors probably make a million dollars a year and have a have a college degree when that's highly unlikely. No wonder populism works so well in grievance politics. Well, at least those last couple of stats weren't like 10 times, 15 times, 20 times off, or in the one stat, 26 times, uh, you know, more than they thought or less than they thought. Good Lord, how do you design policy? All those people out there are not making a million dollars a year <laughs> and live in New York. That's just, just not, a, not the Democracy case. Democracy won't work. We need to cancel it. You might be right. Armstrong and Gary.